How would you like to oh, be right. introduced? Friend, enemy, cohort. Yeah. Lover. Friend, <laughs> Whatever. enemy, everything in between. No, no, we can get funny with it. You can do it. The Great Barrier oh. Reef. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep it going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else is Reef? Uh, <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> Pause. Can we bring up Wikipedia real quick? Um, Captain Reefheart. Joker, Smoker, Midnight Toker. <laughs> sure. Oh, Joker, Zappa Smoker, reference. Midnight Toker. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be called? Like, Some people call him Maurice. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And everything else. Whatever else. <laughs> Wait, I can't, I didn't catch that last I one. Know, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can we rewind? Denny, time for bed. Oh, but Mom, it's only 8.30. You know the rules, young man. Time for bed. Okay, but can Grandpa tuck me in? If it's okay with Grandpa, it's okay with me. Of course it's okay with me. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> I assumed it would be okay with you. Then why'd you say that? <laughs> I don't think we need to fight about this right now, Dad. You're right, Karen. I don't need this. <laughs> Come on, Denny. Your mom is clearly having one of her menstruations. <laughs> Grandpa, before you go, can you tell me a bedtime story? Oh, Denny, it's late. You heard your overbearing mother earlier. It's 8.30. <laughs> uh, uh, just one? <sighs> okay, Denny, just one. And then bedtime. We can't tell that codependent sociopathic mother of yours. Deal? Deal. <laughs> So what'll it be tonight? Cowboys? Pirates? Ghosts? Actually, Grandpa, Colonel, I was thinking something different. Something far more exotic and mysterious. I was thinking you could tell me a story about... ninjas. And then it goes. And then the movie starts. <laughs> I love it. You nailed it. You nailed it. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sakura killers. Ninja assassins. They'll stop at nothing. It's us or them. Last night, the facility in Los Angeles was attacked. <laughs> What are ninjas? Killers. Best trained killers in the world. Stand. Prepare to die. Chuck Connors is the colonel in Sakura Killers. That means he has to bookend it, though. That means at the end of the episode, we need to woo 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 flashback to, to the colonel finishing the story, and this whole and that podcast was the movie. is. Are we real? 
<laughs> or we... The colonel is telling this Denny the story episode. of the podcast, yeah, yeah. which is telling the story of the movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's oh, it's so, so literally meta. everything wow. happening wow, wow. now is part of Grandpa's <laughs> part story. part of Grandpa's okay. story. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> even this Grandpa now. Yeah. This is going to go off more rails than the Princess Bride does, so hang <laughs> on. <laughs> but the story begins with the roll call. <laughs> Greg Hansen. Podcasters must be strong, unconquerable, <laughs> never to be defeated. You are no podcaster. <laughs> you are dismissed. Ooh. 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 Then you could add a sound effect of some guy going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Fix it above. Never tell me what to do. Ever again. <laughs> Josh Roth. With the Colonel's special blend of herbs and gunpowder, <laughs> I could really go for some KFC. Karen fixes computers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. So strong. Jamie Kennedy. Greg, I'm really disappointed this wasn't a gritty reboot of Card Capture Sakura. <laughs> it's an anime joke. <laughs> My sister will understand it. <laughs> it's a shame she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> Maybe she'll find a recording of it 40 years from now. <laughs> she did care. Jamie did care. It was at that moment, Danny, that the kids made an anime reference that no one else understood. <laughs> when Jamie said Sakura Cod captures, what she really meant was, I love you. <laughs> and of course, this week we have an exchange student. So let's please roll out the noise suppressing blue carpet <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for a dear friend. Uh, no, fuck, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the show, friend of ours, filmmaker, cinematographer supreme, Sharif El Naklawi joins the class. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I had no idea that you could be killed by being dragged towards a tree and getting your testicles crushed. <laughs> you can. Yeah, little known. Little yeah. known fact, a medical fact. <laughs> they, yeah, they call it a tree beard. And... <laughs> what? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me be. Stick to your guns, Casey. <laughs> I'm Casey Regan. If I could just take a second. Uh, we, we're very excited. We actually have like an uh, ad break this time. So yep. I gotta do a quick Ooh, ad break. Great. All right. Taiwan. <laughs> Travel to beautiful Taiwan. Enjoy the nightlife, the various places to eat lunch while you're supposed to be investigating a potentially genocidal something on a videotape. <laughs> Enjoy one of our many very traditional, very authentic Japanese tea houses. <laughs> and if you have a free afternoon, why not become a master of ninjutsu? <laughs> Taiwan. Casey, I'm so glad you brought that up because we are definitely having an issue with this movie, which is they blatantly say many times they're in Taiwan, but everything about it, including the foes that are facing them, would lead you to believe they are actually... In Japan? Yeah, that's a big confusion for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently the movie was shot in Taiwan, so okay. it's... So they go to a Japanese tea room, they go to a teppanyaki restaurant, they face <laughs> Taiwan's greatest foe, the ninja. Yeah. <laughs> the Japanese ninja. Yeah. Everyone knows. 
like Taiwan is the place that uh, has just been consistently taken over by other people. And so it's like a movie where they're like, we're in Taiwan doing all the Japanese shit with all the Chinese <laughs> yes. people. Like Americans are there. Like it's like- uh, yeah. I mean, I respect that the movie didn't want to lie to us. But they could have. <laughs> that the movie's shot in Taiwan. They could have just said Tokyo. We're in Tokyo. <laughs> you gotta go to Tokyo. Right, right. And any highway overpass is the same in any part of the world. <laughs> it is well, just... not no, because some of them have burrowing ninjas that pop out of it. <laughs> Where was the ranch? Where was that shot? Wouldn't you like to know? The colonel yeah. is not. Yeah. Yeah. He will not divulge. No. <laughs> He'll die knowing that. It's funny how. Little happens Whoa. in a story sense, but how much I really liked it. How much, I mean, I Casey mean, how- on top of his high mountain right now. <laughs> I was extremely bored for two thirds of the movie, and then what? Yeah, how? I, how? I, I, I mean, I fell asleep, and <laughs> then I had to rewatch it. She fell asleep during y'all, the best part, which was the last twenty are minutes. Insane people. There's not nearly enough Sakura killing. I'm sorry, Wiggly Rope wasn't cool for you. <laughs> I don't know, man. I loved literally. I don't think that there was one thing I didn't love about this movie. Like anytime you have like main character who's ju- who's literally just like sausage casing and then they just stuff baby arms into it. I mean, it's essentially a decoupage movie. It's a collage movie, yeah, like yeah. just a, a huge collection of footage that like an editor needed to make a movie out of. Yeah. That that is starring Chuck Connors. It is definitely starring absolutely. Chuck the uh, yeah, the rifleman is front and center here. Yeah, the editor was like, "We have to fill every hole. Let's do that." <laughs> Except for the hole that's like, it's actually pretty easy for the bad guy to take the tape that they've already stolen and give it to the people they need. So I don't know why they've built in all of this counterintelligence time for them to set up a boxing school in Taiwan, (laughs) infiltrate, learn how to be ninjas, and then it just so happens when it's done, they'll be able to grab the VHS tape. (laughs) Oh, well, I'll tell you why. Because it is not a VHS tape, it is a beta tape. And so the amount of time that they built in for counterintelligence is the amount of time it would take the other side to find a beta player. (laughs) (laughs) Even then, still hard to find. Tough. But we are getting ahead of ourselves because the movie doesn't actually begin with any of these people we mentioned. It begins with a ninja subterfuge. (laughs) Even before that, for a movie with so much rockin' 80s music, it opens in complete silence. The like the ninja. Li- much like the ninja. Yeah. <laughs> it opens stealthily. Yeah. yeah, it creeps up on you. I love that the opening logo looks like a, a, a drama about like a Nashville man about to lose it all. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> a ninja star is born. <laughs> Turn around, I want to throw a shuriken at you. <laughs> Yeah, a bunch of ninjas are attacking an office building that has a pool in a variety of crazy, interesting ways. The Yeah, I didn't think about the fact that there is a pool, uh, but yeah. later they say that they broke into the, like... It's a chemical the- 
complex. Yeah, chemical or plant complex. Like, but it's, it's an office park that also has a pool. Yeah, which well, was ha- you know you gotta have perks for your workers to stay working late at night. You know, so they can take a lap in the pool in between. Oh, it's <laughs> the Facebook campus. It's the Facebook yeah, absolutely. campus. Absolutely. Yeah, this is about workplace harmony. You need to yeah. balance the day to day. Genetic manipulation. <laughs> gene splicing. Yeah. Gene splicing. <laughs> I'm in love with just like starting a movie with a palatial estate and a bunch of like cops that are red shirts and then ninjas yes. show up and they just, it's like piano wire, blow dart, yeah, yeah. like kicking a dude into a pool all set to the music from Kuanaskatsi. Yeah. <laughs> the ones I caught were Spidey Shimmy Backwards Up a Wall. Great. Amazing. Yes. Oh yes. But also what I love about it, it was a great like this is gonna happen for the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Get used to this exorcist-like movement because it's gonna come, it's gonna come back. It's like, it was nuts. I got second spring-loaded Mario oh, block. Spring-loaded Mario block was the best. Yeah, like a trampoline on a string. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Amazing. And then slippy blue silent carpet. Again, I don't understand what is not to cheer about in this movie. The whole t- every time something happened, I was like, yeah. Yes, every time something happened, <laughs> Greg. Jamie. Ca- sh- uh, okay, the I'm, earrings I, I, are coming up. Hold my earrings. <laughs> I'm not debating with you that when things happened, they were amazing, but so many things didn't happen. I feel like this is the discussion that we had during Power of Ninjutsu, which is, y'all liked the story, and yeah. I liked all the bullshit. And this movie is wall-to-wall bullshit. Oh. I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna be honest, I think I think it's kind of like how I treat westerns, where I go into ninja movies being like, I love ninja movies! I love <laughs> westerns! And I start watching it, and I'm like, what do I like about... I'm, I'm like, I don't like any of this. Oh, no. <laughs> well, that's particularly tough, because this ninja movie has a western star. I know! You know, I understand a movie needs to have like a cold open, something to grab you, and then we got to move on to plot, right? But this is like, this one felt more like, wow, great first scene. What do you got for the second scene? Someone was like, second scene? Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, uh, Horses? Do you like horses? But the second scene does have my favorite moment in the whole movie because there's a woman doing 80s calisthenics, basically. There's a man golfing. Great cross-cutting. Incredible. So good. And there's a ninja stalking both of them, and there's a brief moment where this old colonel cowboy man leans into his golf bag to grab out a club and then takes out a shotgun and blows away the ninja. And it's not the only time that happens in the movie, and I love it every time. And the reason is because he is the rifleman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You don't sneak up on Chuck Connors. (laughs) He's gonna get you. Yeah. He's got guns everywhere. (laughs) In his horse. Almost, I think every scene that he's in, there is a gun in some capacity. Yeah, he's yeah, either yeah. holding one, he's cleaning it, he, well, he's because doing he's something. The, he's the only one clued in, like, ah, the only thing that can defeat the ninja martial arts, a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when guns became part of warfare, yeah. suddenly ninjas weren't a part of the equation so much. <laughs> hey guys, quick question. Yeah. What is a ninja? <laughs> I'll tell you. Oh my God. Last night, the facility in Los Angeles was attacked. A small group of intruders, all dressed in black, possibly oriental, broke into the facility around midnight. Dr. Graves was strangled. And they stole the videotape. Ninjas. What? They should have never been doing those experiments. 
Scientists will always look for answers. Maybe they shouldn't ask so many questions. What are ninjas? I mean, apparently very little historically exists, and there's thought amongst historians that ninjas started out as a way for, like, rural and provincial townsfolk to wage war against the standing armies of the, like, noble class mm -hmm. and the samurai, yeah. who were, at this point, fairly oppressive. So without the ability to wage direct war, they trained with weapons that could also be farm equipment, and they were masters of their surroundings, which apparently leveled the playing field enough that the best of them actually became highly sought after by clan leaders. Ooh. Wow. Nothing that a gun can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Chuck Connors rules like his. I love seeing his big face. His is very, very rectangular. He's a blockhead from Gumby, Total essentially. Blockhead. <laughs> <laughs> with aviators. With aviators yeah. on. And a you know, Brooklyn Dodgers hat. Bro Brooklyn Dodgers jacket. <laughs> and, yeah, and jacket, yeah. Well, it's because he was a Brooklyn Dodger. Wait, wait, what? Wait, really? what? The character or what? Whoa. No, he was a Brooklyn Dodger. He's that old. Oh, <laughs> yes. wow. They like left Brooklyn in the 40s and he played for them. Oh, my he, God. He apparently played one game and then was <laughs> traded to the Cubs. I'll talk about this in the ripoff report card, but he was a Brooklyn Dodger. That's wow. so sad. Wow. <laughs> That's so sad <laughs> that he's wearing all that swag. Do, do, you, think, well, do you think the costume department was like, hey, yes. here you go? Or yeah. do you think he brought it to set? Oh, I mean, sh sure. I think that the reason that Chuck Connors is doing everything he's doing is because these are all things that he's known for, which <laughs> is being a Western star. It's like, okay, so he's on a ranch and he's oiling up the saddle. He's shooting with a rifle. He's shooting with a, like a pistol. Like he's... It's like one of those things where like we already have him for another movie. So you have a day with him. What can you put together? Right. <laughs> I think at this point, Chuck Connors was, was easier to get than uh, <laughs> <laughs> earlier in his career, probably. Yeah. It is, maybe, I don't know if everyone feels this, but Jamie in particular, I, like, it is sort of tough to watch. Like, I love Chuck Connors. My dad loved The Rifleman. I watched a lot of it growing up. And I love seeing him in this movie, but, like, seeing older like big headed Irishman is very sad to me. Like it's like a, it's like portends of Amen, very yes. scary future. Like Irish people, their heads become just like pumpkins in like mid November. That's that's our future, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In this Chuck Connors in this looks like the middle of the Animorph transformation between Charles Napier and Robert Zadar. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this is a sweet role for him. Like, every scene is either, like, a genuinely pretty good monologue or the, like, shooting the sword fighter scene from Indiana Jones. Like, yeah. those are his <laughs> two scenes in this two movie. Yeah, two gears that yeah. he shifts in between. The colonel's girlfriend assistant, Karen, does Karen. Uh, punch up on Not daughter? Wait, was Karen not his daughter? I have no idea. <laughs> She's Karen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's the Karen. plucky blonde uh, aerobics instructor that and, she's, and she takes no shit from fucking Dennis no absolutely <laughs> not Karen shut up Dennis nobody takes any shit from Dennis yes. I assumed Karen was taking care of her retired father at this ranch and like <laughs> hel helped yeah. out with these missions that, also plausible we, we don't get any information otherwise <laughs> they, uh, she punches up on the computer that she fixed earlier yeah, she gets the screenplay up. Yeah, like, that, uh, that the LA <laughs> where are we? Where are we in this thing? Now, yeah. 
Well, the facility that they break into is in L.A., I guess, right? Like they say the L.A. facility yeah. was broken into. That. But so, that again, implies they're not, not lying. lying. So they were convenient enough to his middle America <laughs> ranch location that they were like, let's go kill him. Yeah. <laughs> we we're have time. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in, a, we're in the States. Why right. not? I mean, to, to be fair, that is probably fucking Laurel Canyon. <laughs> yeah. And oh, it's yeah, a long yeah. flight. So, like, get everything done while you're there and then go back. It must have been an on-the-way thing, a sort of afterthought thing, because they were still u- using their night camouflage. Yeah. Up to, like, they hadn't a, changed. Yeah, sunny day, <laughs> just surrounded day, by drive-around grass. Ninja outfits mean nothing in this movie, Casey. What are you even talking about? Ninja outfits mean nothing in any you- ninja movie. <laughs> If anything, I can't believe that this is the spiritual sequel to The Power of Ninjutsu. The Power of Ninjutsu. Yes. Yes. Josh, we have a guest. (laughs) I don't know this stuff. What's a ninja? I, I know the mid-80s was like a ninja boom. I, I wish we were old enough to know, like, culturally, like, over here in the, in, in the West, did we, like, really just not know what ninjas were until the mid-80s? Apparently, yeah. yeah. It's really interesting to think that there was a time when it wasn't prevalent right, 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 in yeah. American culture, considering there was a very popular movie called Surf Ninjas. Yep. Well, the surf ninjas is the pop. Yeah, I was just thinking that is the monolithic. Like that, that surf ninja stands above all other yeah. media. Teenage really. Mutant Ninja Turtles is in the shadow of surf ninjas. What are you about? It's funny to watch in this movie because so few of the characters even what people say ninjas and they're like confused. Like, well, what are you saying? Even? Well, it, it's like, it's like when you're in a zombie movie where or, where they're not acknowledging that zombies have ever existed before. So they're yeah. like, you're saying these are some kind of undead that are like biting people. And like, just say. Zombies. Zombies, guys, please just say zombies. (laughs) We smash cut from the palatial farm to a very meaty man doing very sweaty, oily exercises on the beach to a very rockin' 80s track. It's kind of like every instrument ever made all at once, all cranked up to 11. Yeah, we're meeting our, our... Hero, Dennis, sandwich. Our here, our sand, our manwich. Yeah, the, the, yeah, our leading man. Yeah, this is where we meet. We meet the hunk, our our sweatiest man, <laughs> sweaty, sweaty, glistening meat. Yeah. As he does a bunch of shit while listening to like the Streets of Rage soundtrack. The music is so good, and like in that scene, I was like, wow. I love this music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't get enough. It rips. That silhouette shot on the beach when uh, Karen and Dennis uh, are talking. I love that. No coverage. No coverage. <laughs> the big flex. Well, well, you know why, though, right? Because it's so beautiful. No, because they're not together. They, they <laughs> Because they is... sliced in Dennis's modeling reel into that part of the right. movie. And... <laughs> uh, honestly, it took me a lot longer than I would have expected to have pieced together that this was a, an unfinished movie that they then finished later. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was at the moment that I realized that, that I was like, oh, of course that's why there was this, this really right. strange shot of Dennis running on the beach and then her <laughs> taking off her clothes in strange clothes up yeah, to yeah. then run onto the beach to talk to Dennis for some like unimportant conversation where they're just like, why, why did you just call him? <laughs> yeah. yeah, why does she need to go there? She has a fucking computer. What the hell? <laughs> She's the computer expert. Get on that thing. <laughs> You've got mail, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the colonel wants to see you. What? 
Who? Where do you come from? I said the Colonel wants to see you. What does he want, anyway? I don't know that, but I do know he'd like it if you're in a little better shape. Because we see the Colonel, and he says we need Dennis, and then there's a lady with nice jeans who hands Dennis a piece of paper. Nice jeans. Which I assumed was go meet with the Colonel. But then he goes and works out, and then Karen shows up and says the Colonel needs you. The, the Colonel gives him the mission, but then sends him to Taiwan, and then Sonny has to show up and give him the mission. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> gives, him a, he gives him a, a photo of Sonny, and then when Sonny shows up later on, he's like, oh, hey, Sonny. And the Colonel, over a voiceover, the Colonel's like, now be sure to tell Sonny you don't expect to see him come. Yeah. You're, what? Surprised. You're very surprised. Yeah. Pretend it's a surprise party. <laughs> That's truly the greatest That's, choice yeah. that this movie makes. The most brilliant choice that ever made was Chuck Connors suit over voiceover to say like all right now uh, now here's what you gotta do pretend you don't know him pretend you haven't heard of the mission yet even when you're alone just when you're by yourself still get him to give just you the mission stay in character real good yeah yeah yeah. Start thinking about it now so that you start to believe it. You know, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't waste any time. Really internalize that you weren't expecting to see him. And he gives him like a speech about golf clubs as weapons, <laughs> which was actually, I thought, pretty cool. That's the ninjutsu of elderly white men. <laughs> you achieve a level of zen. You know everyone's moves if you hit the links. <laughs> see, when you get the feel and you don't think about anything else, you know where that ball is going... Even before you hit it, if you were in a fight and could concentrate that completely, you'd know what your opponent is going to do next. You'd feel it coming. You wouldn't wait to react. You'd act first. Now, when you get to Taiwan, our people will be waiting. They'll help you establish a boxing and athletic club. As an American boxer, your expertise will be much in demand over there. And you'll have plenty of students. Now, after you've established your reputation, Sonny will contact you. He's a friend coming to visit from America, and you've got to act surprised to see him. Hey, Sonny! You've got to recruit people. You've got to start having classes. You've got to pay like, rent? There's no way that this wasn't like a three-month infiltration. That time was cut in half with the computer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Karen. It's amazing what you can do these days. Yeah, yeah. And... Dennis, of course, pretends like he doesn't know he's coming. No, no, no. The the instruction was to pretend he didn't know he was coming. He pretends that actually Sonny was supposed to be there tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's even more confusing. He's like, hey, you weren't even supposed to get it until tomorrow. I got a different flight. Hey, you guys, this is my friend Sonny. He was my first arrestee when I was a cop in Chicago. Yeah, and then he bailed me out afterwards. Yeah, and then I arrested him again. Yeah, this is why the colonel gave him explicit instructions, <laughs> because he knew he would ad-lib the shit out of it, right. do a poor job, and everybody would be like, who are these guys, and what's happening? He was yes, like, no, no, no. and? Just be, just be surprised. You don't have to go too far. And he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we know each other from way back, from when we were like seven or eight, when I used to uh, arrest him, when I was a child cop, and when he was... Oh yeah! Let's say the name of our really... middle school together at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> that's why I think that's why I like the Chuck Connors voiceover because it's literally the most famous person in the movie. They brought him into a booth to be like, "Hey, call this movie we were shooting before bullshit." All right, <laughs> like the movie they were trying to make. You just say it sucks and is fake, and then we'll keep going. <laughs> 
we we do get what is on the tape now finally turns out the stolen tape is about genetic splicing and that's it it, okay. this, this doesn't get paid off till later, but I did spend way too much of this movie being like, but how is this information on a beta tape? Yes, I was wondering the same Because thing. of how bad shit this movie is, as soon as they said it has to do with gene splicing, I was like, there better be a mutant ninja. I was so disappointed. <laughs> oh, and I then was it so never, It sad. didn't happen. And I was like, I was like, I get it because that is unfair for me to expect of a $10,000 movie, but doesn't mean I didn't want it. Look, it my heart's so already dry. broken that at no point Chuck Connors didn't use a golf club to kill somebody. Right, right, right. I know. Sure. Yeah. Like, you, you. To kill Dennis. To kill in Dennis. In that scene. <laughs> but again, we have a guy, he has so many muscles, he can't speak correctly. And then we have, like, really, really shrimpy Jim Kelly. And those are our heroes oh, yeah. of the movie. Yep. Shrimpy Jim. Sonny has a medallion with, like, a bird and a star on it. I don't even know why you need to carry those things around, honestly. Like, <laughs> kind of like you... the opposite of what you'd want as a ninja, right? To leave a calling right? card. Like, that's the reason you go in stealthily and like leave without anyone knowing you're there. You don't yeah, leave yeah. a calling card. Listen, all the greats leave their mark. Yeah. <laughs> we cut to the ninjas of the Bird Star oh. Medallion are training. The Sakura. We can spoil it. Yeah, uh, they're learned... the Sakura ninjas. Yeah. Only one branch of many branches. Right. Yeah. Uh, they do well, business. It's like a tree. It's yeah, like yeah, a cherry blossom it's, tree. Yeah, it's, just... it's the Cold Snow Organization, which is a division of the Secura Corps organization, <laughs> yep. which is not confusing at all. I really did not pay attention to any talk about the, <laughs> the evil conglomerate. I somehow <laughs> knew that, that was definitely not going to be important. <laughs> Without a doubt, not going to be covered I mean, it was setting up Sakura way. Killers 2 through 3. That's when we would have gotten through a little bit more of the bureaucracy of it all. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. There is oh, a no. sequel. What? what? Yeah, Dusty Nelson made a follow-up called White Phantom that also has to do with the Sakuras and also features a character named the Colonel, that time played by Bo Svensson. Well, damn. Gotta watch that movie. Also, according according to him, it's like a much more meditative kind of philosophical movie, whereas this is... A little slower, but this is just action, wall-to-wall action. (laughs) Non-stop. (laughs) Really want to watch that movie just because I want to see what his things is versus... So so the beginning of the movie, those silent credits credit directed by uh, Richard Ward, and this person doesn't exist. This is a collective pseudonym of the people who made this movie, the producers, and the editor, Dusty Nelson, like, there's an interview with him on Den of Geek, which is awesome, and he did basically what you would suspect is the truth. Roy McCary, the producer, brought him in and essentially, like, handed him hours of footage from Taiwan and said, like, make a story out of this. He edited what he could together, and then they had to augment it with new footage that he then directed. At least the supposed director of the Taiwan footage is uh, uh, Jimmy Yu Wang, who's like a legend. I mean, also, that might be a lie. Well, here, I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> when you start getting into Asian movies, especially from this period, impossible to know. Like, right. people who study it and try to, like, categorize things have a notoriously difficult time creating a complete filmography of filmmakers because of overlapping names, because of pseudonyms because of just the sheer volume and also translation errors and stuff like that and so yeah at least on imdb it's a different wang yu in this interview it posits that it's wang yu aka jimmy wang yu who is the 
first like Hong Kong kung fu superstar who sort of preceded Bruce Lee, who oh. is fucking awesome. Yeah. I think it's unlikely that it's him. I think it's much more likely that it's this other guy who was like a second unit director on a bunch of shit, who, you know, directed a handful of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, that who knows? makes more sense. It would be sweet if the fucking one-armed swordsman like directed like parts of this movie and then just like let it go, <laughs> like forgot yeah. about it. I like, I just love, I love in this interview that Dusty Nelson was just like, they're like, is it Wong Yu, the like, the legendary Wang Yu and and Dusty Nelson's like yeah maybe I'm <laughs> yeah, totally possible your guess is as good as mine yeah. I don't know <laughs> one of the ninjas stands out kneels before his master the master round kicks him and says I have a pain not praise and dismisses him permanently yeah no, oh no 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 it doesn't kill him kills kills somebody else oh yeah. he kills yeah, another kills person another person i mean they were all dressed as ninjas so it is hard to right. decipher but yeah, no he kill he kills the one who did like really terribly okay that makes more sense yeah <laughs> i was wondering why he killed his best ninja so that makes more sense this is like a shell game of ninjas <laughs> to be perfectly honest like, look i'm sorry they all look alike to me. <laughs> <laughs> ninjas i mean uh, ninjas ninjas i mean ninjas <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Otani, is that his name? Yeah. Otani. So yeah. Otani's his name. Is awesome. A really He's cool. Right. Very cool. Very cool villain. Very cool character. The whole Slightly time. undercut, I think, <laughs> by the fact that his manager shows up. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he, he himself is so scary and tough the whole movie. And the fact that he has to, like, play cowed to a guy who has not memorized a single one of his lines. <laughs> has not learned any of his lines at all. He's got the general idea, though. He's got the gist, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, there's it's a fine. reason why he has to be wearing those huge, like, Bruce Lee sunglasses, because yeah. he's just, like, the looking off screen taped. at the cue cards, and just, like, we just gotta, we gotta get these eyes going somewhere, because it's just, like, it's just going all over the damn place. That'd be, um, that'd be great. The inside of the lenses are just clearly post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> the script is inside. Yeah. It is funny, especially because it is so obviously dubbed, too. Like, it's so obviously, like, replaced dialogue. <laughs> to dub mistakes is very, very funny. <laughs> you didn't have to. You totally didn't have to. But again, this movie isn't going to lie to us. We are in Taiwan, <laughs> damn it. We... It is wild, though. I just, I'm just now remembering the fact that that guy stops showing up halfway through the movie. And they talk about another guy named Brock who never shows up in the movie by my cap. I thought well, Brock, I Brock was uh, Is Brock bald maybe guy. the balding, middle-aged white guy? That would make sense. That they wishbone on the sycamore? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, they wishbone him all right. Oh, you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, better. Well, you're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> I loved... Oh, we, we will get to Switchblade Gallagher. I loved him. Well, and, and so now we have... Now, now we cut to two dudes Dudes in Eddie Bauer shirts going to a Benny Hanna in Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Magnum GI oh. Joe over here walks oh. into a uh, restaurant. This is when he says, oh, "We don't speak Japanese." <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Oh God. This guy spent a lot of time in Taiwan. Doesn't know, doesn't know Japanese. That would be ridiculous. Why yeah, would he yeah, learn yeah. Japanese if he's in Taiwan? You're like, oh yeah, you spent a lot of time in Taiwan, and he's just like, oh, I don't know how to eat all this stuff, all this <laughs> exotic Japanese food. <laughs> wow, it's, it's really. Good. It's literally sirloin on the grill made yeah. for white Americans. <laughs> what are you talking right. about? 
I spent a lot of time in Taiwan. Never ate it. Never tried it. Never thought about it. Never learned the language. Never talked to anybody. Never did anything but box other people. Like, but but it's a great city. I should show you around. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting like table level to like look at chicken lo mein, going like, wow, amazing, what fascinating culture <laughs> that I know intimately. <laughs> The hostess tells someone that they're there, and Sunny is immediately suspicious of her. And that will come back later. Yeah. I was honestly fucking surprised. They talked about the waitress for a long time, and yeah. I was like, wow, a lot of, lot of waitress talk happening. And I truly thought that it was not going to come back. Yeah. No, yo, yeah. no, Yokiko right. the waitress is central to the plot. Yes. <laughs> which... which you're right. In in a lesser movie, and I, I will give this movie credit for this. This actually does pay off. Also, that's the only work they do towards this crime they're trying to solve. <laughs> well, that's not true because they trade to become ninjas. Well, sure, they, <laughs> they, they 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 defeat the villains, but their only effort to find the villains is going to this fucking hibachi restaurant, and their server just happens to be fucking the villain. Casey, Casey, don't be ridiculous. Taiwan is. Tiny. There are not a lot. There's not a lot of detective work to be done. There are. It's all right in front of you, basically. I mean, that's why you go there. So, uh, what do you think about that Yukiko girl, anyway? I think she wants me. You think everybody wants you, don't they? <laughs> no, seriously. I wonder why she acted so strange. Yeah, I think we ought to pay her another visit. You think so? Yeah. Let's go. So the first chance we get, we go by there. So they are waylaid on their way back from dinner by a ninja attack. And in everyone who has coached Dennis through what this uh, job entails, apparently no one at any point mentioned to him that ninjas were the fun. <laughs> Chuck Connors apparently told him nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Karen literally was just like, go to Taiwan. Uh, he, was like, he was like, okay, the most important thing for you to know. Start a boxing gym. Make sure it makes a lot of money. Yeah. It, it is a pretty cool fight, though. It's Tai Chi versus, like, boxing with a bunch of 80s tunes. And I, I thought that was neat. The, the moment where they're walking in the park and from a trellis is just these strings where, where they're clearly just oh, that pouring was cool. acid onto the limestone. Yeah. And then you just get big fucking ignorant guitar solos over <laughs> 80s talking head songs. And I was like, I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Why? Also, the acid is not, the acid is it's not nothing. used. It's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it it's a scare nowhere. tactic, all right? It's, it's a scare, scare tactic. tactic. Well, that's, they were, they were told to scare them. Yeah. That's yep. a, it's to keep them in that gazebo so that they can have the fight scene there. Uh, also, incredible restraint on the filmmaker's part to not use any lattice work in this gazebo. None. I know. They're thrown back and forth through this opening. <laughs> nothing, is, nothing is being crushed. Nothing is being destroyed. No lattice work was harmed in the making of this film. But yeah, then they, they realize that they might be in over their head with this ninja thing. So, so Luckily, to... Dennis knows another place they could go. <laughs> yeah, Dennis knows a nice, tea, a nice tea house. <laughs> a traditional Japanese tea house where they meet Manji, a friend who I guess can help for somehow. He literally, he literally was chosen for this mission because he knows where to get lunch in Taiwan. Yeah. Yes. 
I do appreciate, though, work. that in the context of a post-lethal weapon society, that Dennis throws the dynamic off and he's the one getting too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Sonny can't because, again, he's literally 16. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> there is no way teenage Lionel Richie can say I'm getting too old for this shit. Welcome. Please sit down. This is Manji. The help I've been telling you about. Manji, this is my good friend, Sonny. Sonny, Manji. Hello. Nice to meet you, Sonny. Likewise. Yes, excuse me, please. Well, what do you think? Uh, Dennis. She's pretty and everything, but, uh, you say help. So you go again. Man, listen to me. I know about these things. Hi, yeah, and that's when we're introduced to Manji, who rules. Rule yeah. is just very nice the whole movie and then gets to kick ass at the end. It's yeah, yeah. Very that was glad. a nice surprise. A yeah, nice... I'm glad she actually does get to do some ass kicking. Because yeah, otherwise she's just film. nice. <laughs> she's just yep. a nice person she's that they know. super helpful. Super yeah, helpful. just very helpful. She tells them that the symbol is the symbol of the Sakura organization, Japanese for cherry blossom. Yep. And her uncle, uh, luckily, and knows all about them. <laughs> Boy, does he. And we'll also look at them strangely while shaking tea. Yes. <laughs> and like, and, and Dennis goes like, "Oh, you, Sonny, you gotta try this. This tea is incredible. No, you drink from this cup, actually." You stupid. Oh, I loved Dennis mocking Sonny. Yeah. yeah. And the uncle just nods his head like, "Yes, this truly knows Taiwan." Yeah. <laughs> I can speak with that. Yeah. <laughs> I can connect. There's a lot of shots like that where it's like. Other action comes into the the frame of the camera, or they zoom into the next thing, and like, eh, let's just put the old man back there with the tea. <laughs> yeah, uh, do something with your hands, fondle it. I don't know. <laughs> it's such an economy of storytelling to have a scene where all the characters in the next scene are already together. They're already together. <laughs> already together. But we do go to an- another part of Taiwan, very far oh, away, seemingly. Very, yeah, another a park. Beautiful. A local hang, and uh, that's where. Manji introduces Dennis and Sonny to her uncle, who is himself a ninja master, uh, who was once associated with the Sakura, but left when he realized they were evil. The yin to the yang. I was a ninja master, and I found out what these people were really planning. And so, I fought against the organization. Unfortunately, I was one against many. I had to run into the mountains. Will they still want to kill you? They will always try. And so I took Manji with me. And here we are hiding. It's very important that we get that tape back. It won't be easy. You must first learn the ways of the ninja. You can't defeat them otherwise. Ninja, huh? That is right. I love this part. Without looking, he throws a boomerang, which makes a really weird, like, <laughs> noise. Yeah. First, he hears something, which we get by a close-up of a little ear wiggle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and single-handedly fights off a horde of ninjas. And it's rad. And he tells them he will teach them the power of ninjutsu, as it were. <laughs> the crash course. You are also glossing over on... over. The, okay, yes. So he throws a metal boomerang, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Then he throws a couple of shuriken without looking. Oh, and yeah. Those kill somebody. And then he blows a blow dart into the other guy's blow dart tube. Yeah. That was right. And yeah. he kills him. And I was just like, that's the best thing I've ever seen in any movie <laughs> That's ever. how he's a master. Yeah. yeah. You, it proves that he knows his shit. 
<laughs> and so much so that again, how long is he training these guys? It may just be <laughs> one day. It may be three months. Unclear, but I bet he could do it in one day. We get a training montage because you got to have a training montage. It was a training montage. <laughs> to show the passage of time. There's some really cool stuff, though. They have to run so fast that a straw hat will stick to their chest by the sheer force of wind. Again, over or sand. Sew it to their chest. Either or. <laughs> I am in love with the fact that the master ninjutsu teacher was like, Okay, real important. Always wear your mask. Everybody was like, "Yeah, that's not really. We don't do that here." That's uh, it's like it's like speeding signs. Everyone's like, "Yeah, it says 65. Everyone goes 90." It's like, yeah. <laughs> he says a lot of things. He says a lot of things that are like, "Is like nin- ninjutsu is about discipline. It's about focus. Any wrong move could kill you." And then at one point, he's like, "Hey, you know, you make mistakes. That's part of becoming a ninja. <laughs> part of ninja training is a lot of positive reinforcement." Yeah. <laughs> There's no wrong answers in ninjutsu. And I love that he voiceovers explains everything. You have to be in sand because that's harder <laughs> than ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tougher yeah. to run in. We've seen a lot of you know, martial arts montages in movies, you know, just over our lifetimes. And I feel like this one was some stuff I hadn't seen before, yeah. which was interesting. I'd never seen the straw hats before. I thought that was pretty no. cool. No. Yeah, it looks like they're really struggling. Right. They can't yeah. get this. There's no way they're gonna get this. No way. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> they got it. Got it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that it is not just some like crazy magic thing. Even though everything well, that I'm they're doing magic. seems magical, <laughs> yeah. they're trying to make the argument that you ha- you have to train to get to this level of superiority. I mean, to be fair, you gotta train to get that scuttle up the wall. Just <laughs> yeah. scuttle up the wall. The crab scuttle. Yeah, the little. Uh, what do you call it? The reverse Spider-Man. Rabbit, uh, the floor like frog. Yeah, the violent worm. Wait, yeah, the wait, we didn't even Scotty talk. Too hottie that they do. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> In the opening scene, the guy, the guy who kills the typist, like is humping the floor oh, yeah. to like move it, into the room, doing like fucking cock push-ups, cock push-ups, yeah. the tenacious <laughs> beaver. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but what's great is like it's clearly cranked up to like fast forward, like fast motion. But that not clear to me, to, Jamie. They had to <laughs> have the real. camera on this guy. Like, okay, you can, you're almost there, and he's just like, this guy is yeah, actually yeah. pulling himself along yeah. like a worm. My like, hips. Just three more minutes. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> just three more minutes, Bob. You can do it. We're almost around. So much you're pain. almost around the desk. It's fine. <laughs> you have done well. Now listen to me. If you find yourself in trouble, you can make your escape by tunneling or by setting or throwing these smoke bombs. I love that they get the smoke bombs as like a graduation present. Like it's the <laughs> yeah, last yeah, thing yeah, yeah. that they get. Like yeah. they've learned the darts, they learned the shurikens, and he's like, great, now smoke bomb, boom. And one of the funniest throwaway lines to be like major paid off when he's, when he's like, if you're ever in trouble... Uh, you could try tunneling, or and then like <laughs> your brain, of course, thinks, "Ooh, smoke bombs! Those will be used in the movie." <laughs> Had no idea tunneling was so important. Tunneling. <laughs> <laughs> tunneling was coming back. Well, th- they go back to the hotel, which is, and they're thrilled to be sleeping in their own bed, kind of a hotel bed for the night. So mm. clearly, they've been there at least one night. Right, tossing each other <laughs> sprites, chilling yep. out, reading like like fucking sci-fi mags. <laughs> Ninjas, they're just like us. (laughs) And room service 
arrives and Sonny is instantly suspicious and honestly yeah you should listen to any of Sonny's suspicions in this movie because he's right 90% of the time Um, also anything that's compliments of the management always (laughs) yeah yeah and and he's like picking at the food and goes looks good you eat it and flips (laughs) the thing over because yes there was a ninja underneath the car classic Classic Trojan horse. <laughs> the best part of the scene is the ninja immediately pieces. <laughs> the ninja <laughs> he runs away. And leaves the like fucking bellhop to like deal with the two good he's guys. Like, he's like, too, ma- too many lights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not inconspicuous enough. Bye. <laughs> yeah, and he like scoots out the door. <laughs> I love that at the same time, Karen is trying to call the hotel while the colonel is cleaning a gun and the phone is ringing during the fight scene. Yeah, fucking Goldie Hawn makes an international call and we need to see that for some reason. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, we got a lot of meanwhile back on the ranches with Chuck Connors, which is just literally cleaning his handgun. (laughs) Right. And looking worried at something. Very ominously. Is that a euphemism? It is a great it is a great <laughs> moment because it's where it's where Chuck Connors starts to like wax intellectual because she's like getting wax to fucking is that Ka- <laughs> because Karen because Karen starts to get pissed off that that she can't get through. He's like, you know, not all cultures are as obsessed with speed as this one. Maybe they're relaxing on a beach somewhere or strolling through one of those lovely little parks, Taiwan, where you go to relax. <laughs> Taiwan, I promise. <laughs> and then we. Get to a bald guy with a knife in a yeah. park who, who, as blithely as can be said, yes. Well, you guys are dead. <laughs> amazing! Is so fucking good. And he's got a switchblade, and he and three uh, ninjas surround Dennis and Sonny, and then they have a smoke bomb costume change. Sweet. They're suddenly in ninja outfits. With Oni Demon Mask. I stood and cheered alone in my room <laughs> when they smoke bombed down. Thinking because the setup of the smoke bomb was use the smoke bombs when you want to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. So it's no, like, no, oh, no. they're leaving. Uh, oh, yeah, no. No. It's for the, it's for the song and dance yeah. of it as well. It is not an exit. It is a hell of an entrance. <laughs> which, is, which is also nuts because the whole idea of the masks is so yeah. that they wouldn't be recognized. But they were already recognized. And so yeah. the idea of wearing the mask now is... Boots. Oh. Everyone's got to die. Everyone's got to die. Yep. And so then they have to kill Knife Guy, who's the gooniest goon that ever did goon. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, how do they kill him, Greg? How do they kill him? Uh, how, th- how do you kill any well- teamster? <laughs> 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 Easy. They have a, a, a fairly long, protracted fight scene where they kill all these ninjas, but then. For the first time in the movie, we get my favorite thing, which is wiggle rope. Wiggle. Where they just, <laughs> yes. where they just, they take out rope, they shake it at the guy. It, it like the tree in Evil Dead, finds its <laughs> way to the bad guy's ankles, and then they drag him like, <laughs> like they're gonna draw and quarter him. But it's only in the respect of. His nuts are about to be decimated <laughs> on this out. Amazing. It's the attack in Dig Dug. That's what they're doing to people. Yeah. <laughs> Dig Dugging at people. Greg, I thought you were going to say that by pulling him into his testicles into the tree, that 
his head should have popped off. I was sad that that didn't. Happen. I mean, it should. Of course, it yeah. should. Yeah. What else would happen? <laughs> just like he like splits in half along the <laughs> tree. Yeah. For, shocking moment in the movie. Oh my god, it's so graphic. Why? <laughs> and his dick is left over. Why? Right. Why is it on the tree? Yeah. Even Dennis and Sonny are like shook by it. Like, oh my god. <laughs> the, the, the what have next, we done? The next scene is just them sitting at the hotel yeah. and. <laughs> yeah, hotel or tea room. Yeah, I mean the next scene. <laughs> is them just sitting at the hotel but <laughs> they're chilling out well remember the hostess of the restaurant well yeah she does actually come back as a major plot point <laughs> manji goes to the restaurant and gets her address uh yokeiko but, but it's weird they go back to the where they had teppanyaki and they're like but the sign's different i don't know why that had to do it with anything because it, it wasn't off. the same location that is again the genius <laughs> of this movie that you can just put a line in and explain a, a mistake away Oh, the sign's different. Oh, my God. Cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh hey, God. act like uh, you are you know you're going to meet this character, but act like you're surprised to see them. Oh, the sign's <laughs> different. Like, th- it's brilliant. It's so good. It is so good. Uh, if there's one thing, filmmakers, to take away from this movie, it's that you can write away <laughs> any mistake. Right. Listen, all you need is an insert of a character putting on or taking off a shirt. And boom, <laughs> continuity problems are done. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's a thing of the past. Right. Like Karen's computer, the bugs can become features, people. You just, <laughs> you just, have, a, just have footage of characters shaving or growing facial hair. That's all you need. <laughs> and they are supposed to act like they're tourists to lure the ninjas out or something? I don't know. But then they go inside and find her working there. And threaten her to tell them what's going on. And she agrees to take them back, to talk to them back at her place. And someone is watching her and calls someone else. (laughs) My attention got away from me during a lot of this stuff. Boy, did it. Well, the movie stops cold. And now it's just like a bunch of exposition scenes. But then, like a dart blown out of a blowgun, my attention pops (laughs) back in. (laughs) Now, Yukiko, tell us. Who is the head man of the organization? And where he is. Trust us, Yukiko. The man you are looking for is... <gasps> what? <gasps> Sonny, get that cockroach! My boredom was punctured by that blow dart. Like, I, I really was, like, totally out. Like, not, like, there is... No point am I like connected to the mystery here. I like we're taught we're at Yokiko's apartment, then her restaurant, the wrong restaurant, another restaurant, back at Yokiko's <laughs> apartment. No interest whatsoever. And then with a I'm back, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. What I, what I love about that, I feel like that was supposed to be a more dramatic moment that was supposed to kill Yokiko. Right. And then I think the movie was like, wait, we actually needed that exposition. <laughs> she can't be dead. Uh, she's, asleep. <laughs> she's asleep. She's back awake. It's fine. It's fine. Shh, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I absolutely <laughs> thought she was dead because when she shows up later, I was like, wait, what now? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a dead like shot. Like this, The shot yeah. is like, oh, fuck. That's it. She's Game over, dead. right? Oh, yeah, never mind. No, no, she's here. <laughs> Uh, Otani is planning on selling the Betamax tape to Russia because now we learn because it's the eighties biochemical cloning of vegetable matter. Yeah, yeah because it's the eighties. <laughs> it's not what I hoped. It is not a mutant ninja. No. No. It is biochemical cloning of vegetable matter, which could solve world hunger, but also reversing it could be a threat to the United States. Which is great. Like, oh, wow, there's this thing that could solve world hunger, but also it could destroy America. Yeah. Better destroy it. 
<laughs> oh my god, you're like that's right. literally what happens. Like, wow, th- in the right hands, we could like fix everything. Right. <laughs> Can't let that happen. <laughs> Capitalism. Yeah. This could solve world hunger, but it's not worth it if Russians eat too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so deeply American. <laughs> Sunny <laughs> breaks into this secure compound, but it's empty. <laughs> which is a completely yeah, what pointless a, moment. That, that's definitely the moment where you go, oh yeah, right, this is made from another movie that did not understand what was happening. Yeah. yeah. Also, what movie were they shooting in Taiwan? Like, what were they going <laughs> off of before this movie was, like, cut to make a cohesive story? Like, what the hell were they doing over there? It doesn't matter because fucking grandpa is now oiling up his saddle before some ninjas yes, start rooting around. Rad. The girdle is, yeah, oiling his saddle and he shoots a ninja in his barn. Well, he almost shoots Karen. Oh, that's because, right. Yeah. Because he's got a fucking itchy trigger finger and she's a liberal, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, she also just like he jumps out of the barn with like a forty-five magnum in his hand and points it at her, and she just like politely waves to him. This is <laughs> this is day to day for Karen. This is like part That's of the That's why I'm saying she she's his daughter. She is <laughs> yeah. taking care of him. Grandpa's watching his stories, and he got a little excited. <laughs> yes, Dad. Yes, Dad. I'm a ninja. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, you got me. Oh, wow. Thank you. You saved us, rifleman. <laughs> Oh my god, wait a minute. That's the biggest possibility for this movie and why it doesn't make any sense is that this is all in the <gasps> colonel's head. Oh my god. Is that this whole movie is like, yeah, no, we gotta send you to Taiwan, Dennis. And Dennis is like, I don't know you. I wanna hit on your daughter. I came over. Is she available? And like, and he's like, no, I'm sending you on a secret mission. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's just like, Pl-. I'm an aerobics instructor. Yeah, Karen is like, Karen's like, it's okay, we're shelter islanding him. Just pretend like you know him, and and when you leave, just tell him you're going to Taiwan. He's gonna call you a few times, tell him everything is going well. Yeah, yeah, you started. Tell a him you saved the world. Tell him you saved the world. He also never kills anyone in front of anyone. Right, else. he only kills the ninjas. Oh, Away from Karen. <gasps> off screen. Always yeah. off it's, screen. It's like when my grandfather was in the assisted living and kept talking about people outside his window and uh, like, I took care of them. And it's like, oh boy, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, she's just like fucking jazzercising the hits from the 80s. And like, he fires two shotgun blasts and she doesn't hear it, which is not a case. That would not be a thing that. <laughs> I don't care how no. warm fucking tube amps sounded, they weren't that loud. Where a shotgun blast <laughs> in the other room isn't going to alert you. When he's, like, talking to Karen, and then he goes, like, tell, get called for someone to take care of the bodies. And she's like, what body? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I feel like, though, the last I, I, maybe too early, but the last shot, he takes the beta tape throws it up in the air, quote-unquote, shoots it with a shotgun, and then the full thing lands back in his hand, yes. and then he just kind of confusedly stares at it and then walks back to the ranch. Is also 100% a different beta tape. Yes. Totally. <laughs> the clamshell is not the same at yeah. all. Yeah. Which, for me, was like, I, I loved that because in the same way that like anyone gets shot in this movie, you don't see... 
anything anything happen to them. Like when the ninjas get <laughs> from like, back. there's no rending of flesh happening. So it's like even the beta tape, you shoot that. The beta tape just dies. It still has no damage yeah. to it. <laughs> We're supposed to believe that, that that beta tape is fucked now. <laughs> that, that is back in his hand. It's dead. It's good for. Yeah. But I don't, maybe it is just like a like hallucination. Maybe it's just like the, because of beta, he throws it up in the air and has to catch it, it is a tangible thing. So he has to like contend with the fact that like his fantasy and reality are not quite adding up. Yeah, but what <laughs> that's the end of the movie. But what if if in the in the version of the movie where it's not a dream of grandpa's, what if he like makes a decision to like fake shoot it and she hears it, Karen, and so she puts in terminated, but he has it, he catches it and he's like got it. Ooh. Still got it. Interesting. He's pretty smart. He's from Brooklyn. He's like street smart, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Otani has a bunch of nerds, and he plays the... He does have quite a few nerds. (laughs) He collects as like the council of nerd elders (laughs) to talk about this. Yeah, they put the brain in brain trust. (laughs) And yeah, how does this beta tape show them the formula for destroying or creating all food? Uh, it, it's literally a recording of someone using an overhead projector to just scroll along the whole formula. And I'm like, all right, movie. I didn't think about that. <laughs> In some ways, I was like, that's kind of brilliant. Like, yeah. if, if, if you don't want secrets to get out, make it really difficult for them. If we've learned said, anything, yeah. laziness. And, and boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make it really boring. You have to get through a whole a whole season of Nova first. <laughs> <laughs> he forces them to sit through the whole tape and take notes so they can watch the whole thing. Like and then they have to donate to PBS and they get a, a tote bag. After yeah, that. that's, oh my God, that would be so great that you have to watch 14 hours of their fundraising and them giving away Mr. Bean t-shirts to get to the formula. This pestilence and famine is brought to you with support from viewers like you. Thank you. The Arthur Downing Davis Foundation. At the $100 level, you make sure that Burkina Faso yields no crops this season. This movie is very good. Otani's having his nerd meeting, and they infiltrate. Right? That's the we're 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 moving quickly on to what the movie's all about. We're getting very fast to my favorite part of the film. Manji is a blue ninja, which is rad. Yep. I'm so glad Manji, oh, yeah, gets Manji to be a part of Manji got to be a ninja. That I, I, yeah. I like that too. Did they even talk about it? I missed it. I felt like no. I looked away no, for a second and happens. I looked up and I was like, oh, Manji's a ninja too. Cool. I mean, it's good to know that her father in all her years living with him like, was like, eh, I guess I should train you to be a ninja. <laughs> Feminist. Right. <laughs> Feminist. Uh, it's her uncle if you want to take that again. It's her uncle? Yeah. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Father. Father, oh. I thought it was her father. My father, my uncle. My, my father, father, my uncle. uncle. My father, my uncle. My, <laughs> my father and my uncle. A ninja tunnels like Bugs Bunny and bursts out of the ground to attack them. Not just any ninja. That's our boy Otani. Well, yep. we don't know that yet. Well, that's. I guess that's true. I don't know yet. <laughs> there is a truly blissful moment 
when he pops up and he flips in the air like four or five times. And I was like, this is the final boss in a Nintendo game. Like, that is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like, an insane choice to put into an actual movie where there isn't much magic really yeah. happening. Like, and, and from here on out, I love every second of this film. Th- this is everything I want from a ninja movie. It really delivers. Rope knives now, and it's awesome. Like, knives attached to the end of ropes that they just throw. And they have wiggle ropes. There's a lot of rope. This movie is very pro rope. Rope heavy. They want to string you along. (laughs) (laughs) The ninja throws down a smoke bomb, and a bunch of decoys appear. They're scarecrows. That is so great. Oh my god. And it just gets better. Sunny mows down a line of the scarecrows, ending in the last one who is Otani disguised as a scarecrow decoy. I love it. When the smoke bombs go off and that the group of ninjas, we don't know yet that they're like scarecrow ninjas, Mm -hmm. are like facing away from them with their swords drawn and they have to like slowly approach them from behind and the ninjas aren't moving. I was really drawn in. Yeah. Like it is a genuinely like tense. I did not know what the next thing was. The first time in this movie I didn't know it was nice. Right. It was it <laughs> was very cool, very effective. Literally all weapons and techniques we've all learned before include and some more rope. and like shurikens are being thrown. This movie has more shimmying in it than the Love is a Battlefield video. <laughs> <laughs> the perspective that we see makes it so that you yeah. can't tell how many there are yeah. oh, and it, and so just perfect. like the one by one slashing down these scarecrows is so great. And the only misstep that this movie has is that like a of course, the last one is going to be Otani, and it's so great. And then he just ditches it. And I was like, why? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. like it, it was the, the most perfect setup mm-hmm. to then just sort of kind of throw it away. And I was like, listen, I'm down for a great setup and a mediocre punchline, which is literally my entire thing on this podcast. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Like in the same respect, like if you could tunnel underground, why not just why not have the last one be a scarecrow that just pop up behind him? Yeah, yeah. you needed a breather. That's a good point. That's fair, you need right? A was, breather. Yeah, he, yeah. What we didn't hear is the location sound of the guy going. Fuck! There's three of them. A lot of work. Yeah, he is one guy against three. It's really funny to have like a a climax fight scene where the villain is on the back foot the whole time. At no point does it feel like, I mean, Otani, like, sets up this, like, straw man, uh, (laughs) this, like, like, straw man, straw man decoy. Straw people. We don't know. Straw people, excuse me. They're in black. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you. (laughs) Greg. They're Uh, shapeless. We don't know. It is kind of like a side-scrolling, like, Sega game, like Mm. a fight game or something. Like, he pops out of the ground and goes, oh, 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 you can't face me. (laughs) And you and your friends now are, like, ganging up on the final villain. And everyone is is like, I saved up my bombs. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Yeah. I want that tape. Forget it, Otani. You're never going to get this tape. It doesn't belong to you. In your hands, this tape will cost a lot of people's lives. Dan... Prepare to die. Oh, God. It's also, the fighting is very good in this scene, too. Really like, good. all the flippies yeah. are great flippies. All the, like, swordplay and parries and fucking. It just feels great. It feels real. It feels, Ching-ching. but not real, but, like. A lot of good whooshing sound effects. A lot of movements to it, like, in, in both the 
kung fu sense and like the 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 story sense it flows really well in a way where like you you can tell that we're a world away from the sort of early 70s like move pose move pose Mm -hmm. move pose type of early shaw brothers shit and it's cool that this movie had people that were actually trained enough to do it because a lot of these movies especially the other movies in the ninja craze uh, did not always have uh, high levels of uh, fighting competence. And Sonny, in his shimmying, shimmies the tape out of his own robes <laughs> onto the ground. Yeah. But when your main move is doing the worm, you can't really keep something <laughs> on you. Like... You leave a trail of change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> your wallet. Yep. Your original iPod. But Yukiko grabs it before Otani can. He chases her, and she hands it to him and stabs him at Un- the same time. Underselling, wait, underselling both underselling, of these moments. Right. Because the grab is great because Otani is, like, sl- he knows that he can make it to the tape before any of them can. So he's, like, slowly backing up, ready to grab it. And a hand comes in from off screen and grabs it before he can. You're like, a oh, my classic God, it's yeah. It's Yo Kiko. It's the uh, it's like what would be the just not character in any other movie. <laughs> no, well, and it's also it's it's particularly great, and I think at least a little bit interesting, if not necessarily purposeful. But the idea of the ninja's roots being in the sort of like working class trying to usurp power from the nobles, and then to have the person who actually saves the day is just like waitress yeah. number two is kind of a cool homage to that because yeah, it's just yeah. like it's like look at all these people who trained every day and then it's just like no it's really just about like knowing your surroundings and uh and being one step ahead of everybody else and i think that that's awesome yeah pro-communist yeah. and then for the knife moment she like because she is not a ninja uh otani catches up with her really fast and is like all right the end of the yeah. line her, her the shimmying is not as good as everyone <laughs> it is not so but she has a knife on her and puts it underneath as you the do. tape as you do I- i'd come prepared and mm. she slowly prepares to hang over the tape and as he's reaching out for it gut awesome. it's great yeah and i love that uh otani like stumbles to the ground He's trying to, like, still fight. But like you said, Casey, he's on the back foot the whole time. He's like, I am I could do it. I could do it. But he's too weak to fight. And they all walk away. And in the background, Otani seppuku's himself. Because... Ninja does not accept failure. And they look back with shock for a second. And then they keep walking away. (laughs) No, stop. Don't do it. Don't do it, Otani. It's not worth it. You have so much to live for. Now the colonel is just going to destroy the tape, which led me to question, well, why didn't they just destroy the tape at any point during that fight? (laughs) They were playing keep away like they needed to preserve it, but maybe someone should have just taken a sword to the tape and been like, on the back, just pulling out the stuff and be like, oh, 
They have to bring it back to the United States. To be destroyed. <laughs> or not. Because if you just slice or it in half, then not. people can just tape it back together and mm, splice, you're right. You gotta you got shoot it you gotta shoot it with a shotgun on a ranch. <laughs> yeah. It's the only way. It's the Mount Doom of equipment. Yeah, if this movie state. teaches you anything, there is nothing that a little bit of created splicing can't fix. <laughs> 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 Sonny, the colonel told me that you were coming tomorrow. <laughs> Sonny, <laughs> never mind. This was all part of the plan all along. <laughs> uh, we're in Taiwan. Do you want to get lunch? <laughs> then an old guy will teach us how to kick and punch. <laughs> Sonny, one so true. At ninjitsu. <laughs> Rip off report card. <laughs> now, as I as I furiously Google songs with Dennis in the title. <laughs> <laughs> the Sakura Killers Rip Off Report Card is brought to you by Sony Betamax tapes. If you want your information to be truly safe, put it on a Betamax because good luck finding a working deck, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Chuck Connors, screams Sakura Killers, which at age 66 should raise some eyebrows considering the amount of flipping necessary to star in this. <laughs> Supposed star Connors is, of course, uh, at best a supporting cast member, but the highest flying star anywhere in the five mile vicinity of this film. Before becoming a star of Silver Screen, Connors was an athlete, first playing basketball for the Celtics. Oh. Wow. He apparently also became the first player ever to break the backboard, uh, though that was because the glass was improperly installed. It's <laughs> amazing. So it's a, it's a dubious distinction. Oh my god. That's so cool. He also played minor league baseball and briefly moved up to the Brooklyn Dodgers before becoming the first baseman for the Chicago Cubs. It was during his stint in the national pastime that he changed his name from Kevin, which he didn't like, to Chuck, because it was what he would say to pitchers, apparently. Hey, Chuck me the ball. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's apparently that's what real? he came up with. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, that's, uh, that's a factoid I read somewhere. In the early 50s, he started acting, and in 1959, he landed the role that he would be best known for throughout his wild and long career as the lead in ABC's Western, The Rifleman. Of course, he had a type. He was 6'6", and he had the jaw of wrought iron, so he appeared in many era westerns like Branded, The Virginian, and Spaghetti Western, Kill Them and Come Back Alone. He was also in Disney's Old Yeller and Flipper. In the 70s, he had a strangely specific honor of playing with the first on-screen video game in movie history uh, while he was opposite Charlton Heston in Soylent Green. Oh. Connors seemingly had a hit show in pretty much every decade he worked, as in the 70s, he starred in Police Story, and in the 80s, he became the eye-patched Captain Janos Skorzeny in the Fox horror show Werewolf, which was something I didn't know about, but apparently it was a big deal. Because he was on Arsenio Hall talking about it, and everyone loved that. <laughs> Thankfully for us, his turn to B-movies was both swift and fruitful. He ended up dipping his toes in with Charles Band's Tourist Trap in 1979, and went full bore by the mid-80s, appearing in schlock like Maniac Killer, Summer Camp Nightmare, Train to Kill, and Terror Squad. 
He ended up doing a couple of movies with other athletes turned action stars, appearing in Inglorious Bastards 2, Hell's Heroes, and Three Days to a Kill with Fred the Hammer Williamson, and in Last Flight to Hell with ripped steak face himself, Rep Brown. Hey! Hey. Despite being able to shoot all the ninjas every time, the colonel was unfortunately taken out by lung ninjas at the tender age of 71. But not, but not before giving, but not before giving us at least a few home runs, both actual and metaphorical. Oh my God! Go to hell! Oh. Very sneaky. <laughs> then it's the silent killer. Very stealthy. And that is the Sakura Killers ripoff report card. Damn. Bum, 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 bum. Sonny, <laughs> your cakes really, really brought the pain. But, Sonny, this is the only real movie you made. <laughs> it was Chuck Connors who was famous as shit. But that guy was only in like three scenes of it. <laughs> Sonny, one so true at Ninjitsu. <laughs> Rip off report card. All right, y'all. My God. That was Sakura Killers. Oh, what a high-flying, chop sucky good time I've had with you all. But as with all lessons here at Video High, what are we walking away with? What? could be on the final test. I'm clearly not learned enough in this genre, so I'm just gonna go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Jamie. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna follow her. If, you, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to find the landfill with your Atari cartridges of Sakura Ninjas, the game are buried. I really want to play it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie did teach me that if I really want to keep my information very, very secure, I got to put it on Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, I don't even think this is like an especially funny final thought, but it's like, <laughs> I just loved watching a movie that constantly asked and answered what is a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> like, constantly asked. Shree? I'm going to roll out the blue carpet for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Say my final goodbye. Oh. Do you have lung ninjas? <laughs> Bye, Sherry. Oh. <laughs> well, that's all for tonight, Denny. Time for bed. Denny? Denny? Denny! <laughs> <laughs> What happened to Denny? <laughs> we don't know. I'm so this is about so, the Denny. lore is so rich. The lore is so rich. Did our podcast kill a kid? Yep, we did. That's the bell and the end of class here at Video High. Our next lesson will continue a bloody good Thanksgiving tradition with exchange student Chloe Medgalchi and 1987's Blood Rage. 
Thank you, Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra and Gabriella Tessitore of Scout Harris for our theme song. Thank you, Justin Ferraro of The Rizzos for our bed music. Thank you, Ann Shearer, for our amazing logo. Thank you to our teacher, Mr. Philip Marlowe. And a final thank you to our exchange student for this week, Sharif El Naklawi. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Dummy. (laughs) Hey, it was a real treat. I learned so much. If there are any wealthy benefactors, uh, dowagers, or bored dentists (laughs) out there who want to make a movie, Sharif El Naklawi is an incredibly talented cinematographer. He makes very, very pretty pictures. Yeah, and also I need a car, so like, (laughs) money for that too. (laughs) We're going to be starting a GoFundMe for uh, Sharif's car. Uh, Patreon. Onlyfans.com slash Sugar Sharif. And and, and I'm switching over to Fansly soon enough, so don't worry. (laughs) But I would even, I mean, if you care, I would say, if you're curious, SharifElNaklawi.com. That's true. Where his work is featured, and you will see just how good this man is at making movies. I appreciate it. Yeah, check it out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Hey, look at this. We we, we resumed. Wait, Greg, tell us your joke again. (laughs) Uh, she, she said she said joker smoker midnight toker and then my response was some people call him more reef uh, <laughs> nice. Casey's I'm, like Casey's like that should not have been fucking repeated <laughs> that was not nope, that the build up yeah <laughs> The build up for that was way too much. I really do like (laughs) in your ear podcast network.